From inside the Wildcat Den on 101.9 AM 920 WLIV, I'm Colin Castleberry. A loaded show tonight. We'll talk wrestling, basketball, of course, wrapping up the district tournaments, heading into the region. We catch up with cheerleading and more. All of that from inside LA on 101.9 AM 920 WLIV, presented by One Bank. 101.9 AM 920 WLIV, presented by One Bank. It's the Wildcat Den, and we take a chance now to speak with or hear from head coach Cody Newman, wrestling at Livingston Academy. Unfortunately, Coach Newman unable to join us tonight by phone or in person, but was kind enough to send me some comments. It has been an outstanding year, he says. Quote, L.A. had six individual wrestlers qualify for the state championships this year. That is a record. Took five wrestlers to sectionals and placed third as a team. That is a huge accomplishment, he said. Quotes, uh, or quote that points to the character and ability to overcome adversity of all the members of the wrestling team, not only the state qualifiers. Coach Newman went on to say we had an outstanding bit of leadership this season, and it has shown. I'm super proud of the young women, men and women who put in their blood and sweat this season. And he's not wrong. I mean, not only are you setting a school record, uh, absolutely right. That alone is impressive to set school records. But I've talked with several of these kids, and he's got it coming from everywhere, right? You've got your 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 Caden Weitzels and your uh, Landon Shaws, who you're going to hear from in our next segment. Landon Shaw, kind enough to sit down with me uh, inside L.A., but uh, he's got it coming from that side, right? The, the, the kind of the people you expect it from with Weitzel and Shaw to, to certainly some candidates, uh, an exchange student getting in and, and is a spectacular wrestler. He's got several young ladies uh, that are showing up that are young and showing out. Obviously, Landon Shaw as well. Like I said, you're going to hear from him, just a sophomore qualifying for the state tournament. Uh, what a season for Livingston Academy Wrestling and head coach Cody Newman. This is the Wildcat Den. <laughs> Folks, I'm telling you, two 9 p.m. tips in a row, and you'll hear from players in both the boys' and girls' games coming up throughout the show. Man, I am tired. This, uh, these two 9 p.m. tips have really thrown my schedule for a loop. So, with that being said, thank you for listening. This is the Wildcat Den, presented by One Bank on 101.9 AM 920 WLIV. Inside the Wildcat Den with Livingston Academy wrestler Landon Shaw. Uh, Landon, first and foremost, uh, finished second place over this weekend. Uh, what did it mean to walk away from such a competitive tournament, competitive environment uh, with that uh, second place finish? It wasn't the best finish, but it, it, it was good for me because I'm, I'm just a sophomore going to the state tournament. Last year, I, I didn't even make it, to, make it past the blood round in the, se- in the section. So knowing that you're only a sophomore and you're already going to be heading to the state tournament, uh, how much fun is that for you? How much fun do you want? Are you uh, going to have? But obviously, where do you feel like you can get better between now and heading to the state tournament? Just wrestling and making sure the weight's off. Just making weight. It's all that matters. It certainly is a uh, a very important thing in wrestling. How how do you do that, right? How do you kind of maintain your weight? It's one thing, you know, to drop a couple pounds right before you're going to go to weigh in, but how do you maintain that weight and never get too high or too low throughout the year? Just don't eat a lot of calories. Keep keep the calories at a minimum. I, I don't 
I think I eat about 2,000 calories a day. Not I don't eat as much as a lot of people. It's just little stuff. So what do you eat on a daily basis, and then what is Landon Shaw's favorite cheat meal? What's your favorite thing? Like, you get to have a little treat. What's it going to be? I like a little the chicken minis from KFC after weigh-ins. Perfect, perfect. What are you What are you normally eating though? What's like a daily sort of in, in the life of Landon Shaw? Um, turkey wraps with a little bit of cheese and mustard. Okay, so you at least got some mustard. We at least got a condiment on there. You're not just eating dry turkey and cheese. No. Well, I, I like to eat the the low calorie wraps. Number number good. Hey, sounds good to me. How much fun has this season been uh, for you guys as a as a team? I mean, you, it's probably one of the more successful seasons LA has had uh, in wrestling in a long time. Just around the group, right? Everybody kind of finishing first and second, and several qualifiers as well. How much fun are you guys having? We uh, we had so much fun the last couple of weeks. Just everybody winning and everybody in a good attitude. It's just er- everything's going up and beyond from here. Do you feel like one of the reasons you've had so many qualifiers is because you guys are all so uh, talented and competitive? It's kind of iron sharpens iron. Yes, we have. There's so many good wrestlers in the wrestling room. We're we're switching partners. We're always getting a different look from everybody. Who is Landon Shaw's favorite sparring partner? Who's your favorite person to wrestle at practice? Caden Wassel, because he never he never gives up. He always trying to beat me. Has he ever beaten you? A lot. (laughs) All right. Landon Shaw, wrestler, finishing second place, qualifying for the state tournament as a sophomore. Here from inside the Wildcat Den on 101.9 AM 920. Livingston Academy Lady Wildcats head coach Leslie Riddle with us now. Uh, Coach Riddle, uh, an Upperman team that, uh, as everyone well knows, is an incredible program and, and a fantastic team with a lot of talent. You guys come out, you, you kind of punch them in the mouth there early. It's 18-8 to eight at the end of the first quarter. They do what Upperman does, storm back there in the second, 25-23. What were they able to do uh, to kind of storm back there? And then how proud were you coming out of halftime, uh, your team's response to uh, Upperman kind of making that run there going into the half? Well, we talk about a lot. When, when two great teams are playing, it's going to be a game of runs. And normally they don't last an entire quarter, but in that game they did. You know, they they had a great run in the second quarter. We had a great run in the first quarter. And, you know, in high school sports, that run comes for a lot of different things. You know, whether it's one team playing great defense or somebody missing all their shots or, you know, a combination of those things. And, you know, in the first quarter, Upperman had a hard time getting the shots to go in. And, and, you know, I'd like to say it was our defense, but it probably was a little bit of both. And in the second quarter, the same thing happened for us. They they changed their defense up, played it a little bit better than they had been. And, and we started forcing a few shots, trying trying not to get, not to let them catch up, you know. So um, kids, were, kids were making great plays on one team and not great plays on the other team. And um, it was just two quarters of that. We just kind of swapped roles there for a few minutes. Well, coming out of the half – uh, definitely a little bit of it is their shots weren't falling, but I want to give the defense their credit and and maybe ask what kind of adjustments you guys were able to make. You hold Upperman to two points in the third quarter. Shots falling or not shots falling, two points for a team like Upperman is 
is unheard of. What were you guys doing defensively that really seemed to kind of stifle what they were able to do? Well, I felt like in the second quarter we really allowed uh, Gracie Butler to get to the rim too much. Um, and it's a it's a tough task to keep her from getting to the rim and to stop the, all their three-point shooters. So we just kind of decided we're, we're not going to press. We're going to take the press off. We're going to set up in half-court defense and um, stop the threes and try to keep Gracie from getting to the rim, which was a tough task. And, and luckily we were able to do that. They They missed a few threes, but I feel like we pushed them pushed them out a little further maybe than they wanted to be. Um, and then I think we did a much better job on the on the boards in the, in the second half completely than we did in the first and didn't give them any of those second shots. Livingston Academy head coach Jimmy Miller. Coach Miller, a hard-fought game in a district semifinal uh, that you guys were able to put yourselves in a great position in against an extremely talented Stone Memorial team. Uh, throughout that game, what were you guys able to do to ultimately come out on on the winning side? I think we were able to control the tempo of the game. I think we controlled the ball offensively, and we've done a better job than we had been doing at that. Uh, the first two games we played, and I think a, a really big defensive performance from Brody Coffey, um, you know, in guarding K-Caps, I think those were two things. Uh, you know, we did not want to let them get going in the first few minutes of that game very a very, very good momentum team. I think they're as good early in a game as anybody I've ever coached against. So that was a couple of our main focuses. Certainly Brody's performance against Cade Caps very impressive. Also, though, you guys really did a great job limiting Brady Lane, a post player that has kind of had his way with you in two other matchups. What were you guys doing on the interior in the post to deny him the basketball and deny him the chance to beat you? I think we, we did a little bit better job not making it so easy to throw the ball into him first and foremost. Um, but we tried to uh, be a little more aware where he was at and how he was moving without the basketball, and I think uh, that frustrated them a little bit. They weren't able to get those quick, easy buckets early and get comfortable on a lead. Head coach Jimmy Miller, uh, Livingston Academy Wildcats. Coach, before I let you go here, I do want to ask you, you, you kind of threw everybody a curveball against Stone Memorial on Saturday. You add a new guy, somebody that – Obviously, Livingston Academy fans very familiar familiar with in Dawson Ledbetter, but just quickly, how did that come about? How did he end up uh, in a jersey? And, and obviously, what did you like out of his contribution? We're going to call it on paper two fouls, but he seemed to really give you guys some energy. Yeah, he gave us a lot of energy. I think that was a, a very big impact for such a small amount of time played on the floor. You know, Dawson, he's no stranger to us. He's He's been a student here in Overton County and Rickman elementary school he played uh, elementary ball he played AU with a lot of these guys these guys have known him and played with him their whole life so um, you know we we was really hoping that he would you know play basketball this year and he, and he decided that he would like to try to next year so we uh we gave him a tryout we brought him in and he looked better than we thought and it's and we definitely don't have anyone uh, you know with that kind of frame and that kind of size I think that's where we've hurt a lot this year is are being able to defend around the rim and rebound around the rim uh, so we put him a jersey and, and going to give him a, a little bit of chance to maybe try to get in and help us when you're guarding the Brady Lane. And, you and you know, we were, we were, we're a team full of two guards, and Wyatt Hargis is, is spending a ton of time wrestling those guys. Rocco Carwell is, and we've been undersized all year, so he was able to give us a little bit of spark there. It's time to take a look at the schedule ahead from inside Livingston Academy, the Wildcat Den on 101.9 AM 920, presented by One Bank. 
We look forward to Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, Livingston Wrestling. That's the Wildcats and Lady Wildcats will be at the Williamson Ag Expo. What I mean by that is they'll be wrestling there. Obviously, the wrestling team not getting into ag, though several of them, I'm sure, are a part of ag at LA. Uh, They will be wrestling Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, so make sure... Uh, that you get out there and support them. If you're not going to go to basketball Friday or Saturday, or maybe you go over there earlier in those days and then uh, come back for home games Friday night and Saturday night, the Lady Wildcats will host Lawrence County at 7 p.m. on Friday night, and the boys will host Tullahoma, the Wildcats, at 7 on Saturday evening. Both of those games will be right here on 101.9 AM 920. Coverage will begin at 6.40. Tip-off, like I said, at 7 p.m. All of it brought to you on your Livingston Regional Game of the Week for Lady Wildcats and Wildcats from inside the Wildcat Den on 101.9 AM 920, presented by One Bank. Girls basketball player Mally Carwild joining us now. Mally, a veteran here inside the Wildcat Den. Mally, just first and foremost, how weird was it Monday night to play a basketball game at 9 p.m.? Normally, I'm sitting in bed reading a book at 9 o'clock, so it was definitely a scenery change, let alone having that build-up adrenaline Mm -hmm. at 11.30 at night when I got home. So it was definitely a different kind of feeling. How do you prepare for, for, for that? Like as you're going like through your day, as you're kind of coming off the weekend, how do you prepare knowing you're going to have to play at 9 o'clock on Monday night? Um, well, I slept in until later than I normally do. And then we went and had shoot around at midday. And then I went home, took a nap, did all my chores, just trying to keep myself kind of occupied. And, I mean, when game time hits, I'm going to have so much adrenaline and energy, I don't think it would matter. And I feel like I can't get tired in the middle of the game. Do you feel like it was definitely a benefit having Monday off thanks to it being President's Day, though? Yes. I don't know how the boys did it yesterday with coming to school and then having to play that night. I was just like, I would be so drained. Well, certainly uh, it seemed like it was a draining experience for everybody. You guys had a hard-fought game there with White County, obviously a team that uh, you guys have, have really competed hard against this year. What's it going to take as we enter the region, do you feel like, for you guys to really get over uh, the, the hump in, in games like that against really highly competitive ball clubs? Um, I feel like we're definitely going to have to come together a lot better. I feel like towards the end, I mean, we are going coast to coast with the same person, just trying to get up a shot. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we should have just slowed down just a little bit. I know there's like three minutes left, but I feel like we could have slowed down and maybe passed more, tried to create penetration, do something, because what we were doing wasn't working. That being said, obviously that's a that hurts. You know, you hate to lose a district title game, but you get a big win Saturday to put yourself in that position. What was that feeling like after Upperman on Saturday? You get that win over the Lady Bees, a team that obviously had beat you twice this season. What was that feeling like for you guys as you're kind of leaving the gym on Saturday? It really just kind of gave me a good deep breath because I was like, okay, we got it. I feel like we finally got on track that game. Because we've been kind of up and down lately, up and down. And that game, it felt like that was the most consistent we've played, like, so far in, in the good standings. We obviously had, like, turnovers and just very bad plays at some points. 
but we bounced back from those better than we have in the past. Going back to having to play at 9 p.m., the question is, were you here on time Tuesday morning? Did you get here on time on Tuesday? Well, I don't have first block, so uh, I did get here on time. Yeah, with a little bit of a cheat code, didn't have to be here at the same time as everybody else. That actually, that's very beneficial. Look at you, off on President's Day, then don't have first block. You have the right schedule for this. What obviously has uh, practice just kind of gotten started heading for the region tournament. What are you guys working on and, and how has uh, kind of the response been after Monday night for you guys as a team? Um, we definitely needed to work on our box out and our rebounds, especially going and getting the rebounds. I feel like we boxed out or at least attempted to, but we never really got the ball. Um, another thing, just kind of working on our shots, trying to keep it fresh and flowing. And then just kind of keeping up and down, keeping our conditioning and our legs moving and getting ready to play a lot of minutes. Girls basketball starter Mally Carwile with us from inside the Wildcat Den here on 101.9 AM 920. Here with Rocco Carwile, boys basketball player inside uh, the Wildcat Den. Uh, Rocco, 9 p.m. tip off. Just first and foremost, how weird was that last night to be playing a basketball game at nine o'clock at night uh it was it's pretty weird uh usually i'm in my room at nine probably about to go to bed but said i gotta play basketball instead but yeah it was pretty weird how did you kind of prepare for that knowing you were gonna have to play at 9 p.m and obviously you had a full school day in front of you girls got the benefit of doing it on president's day didn't have to come to school how did you kind of prep, uh, knowing you were gonna have to play so late and have a full day? Yeah, they got, yeah, they got pretty lucky with that one. Uh, I just tried not to do too much, I guess. Uh, drank an energy drink in the day, so I could actually stay up that night. So, obviously, uh, before we look at the results of last night, I want to go back to Saturday. A, a massive game for you guys to to defeat Stone on, on Saturday. What was the feeling like after that game in the locker room, leaving the gym, uh, having pulled off the, the upset there over the Panthers? It felt amazing, really. Um, in the locker room, that small little volleyball locker room we was in, it was hot and everybody was jumping up and down excited and everything. Every time the coach Miller would say something good, he'd get up, we all just get hop again. It was pretty fun. <laughs> You obviously this season have had to kind of take on a role of, of getting in getting in the paint, kind of banging with some of these post players, chasing down rebounds. Um, what has the addition of a guy like Dawson Ledbetter here in the last week, week and a half, meant to you and meant to this team? It's been a lot. Uh, takes some weight off my shoulders having to do that all the time when now I have a big old target like him to throw to and lean on to get rebounds more than I could. Obviously, he's a guy that, that has played basketball. I mean, it's not like he's unfamiliar to, to a lot of people around the area. Um, when he showed up, was he already kind of right there, at, you know, as an athlete, ready to go? I mean, people don't realize this, but he's actually a good player, like skill-wise. He can shoot. He can do all kinds of stuff. And I mean, he was up there with us scrimmaging that day. I mean, sure, he might not have been able to run with us as much as we can now. But, I mean, yeah, he's up there with us. Rocco Carwile joining us as we look at that game last night, a hard-fought game with an Upperman team that's obviously very deep, very physical. Uh, what do you guys have to do over these next couple of days to rest up for the region tournament? But obviously, what are some things you guys feel like you really need to, to work on and improve? 
that I'm, we can't like well we, we just gotta be prepared for Saturday's game get our minds right for that one and just gotta look forward to the next game I mean we, like, we can see him again like, we can see him in region championship and that's just two games away which I mean we're ready for that every day of the week you guys have talked all season about this moment, right? Last year felt like you went on the road for the region tournament and weren't necessarily ready for that level of travel, the travel time, everything that goes into that. You guys did a lot earlier this season and throughout the year to prep for that. Do you feel like you and your your guys are, are ready for this moment? I feel like we are, yeah. We've been dealt with adversity all season long. and We've come back all season long. I feel like this is just another game for us, really. I mean – after this first round, if we get past it, we'll more than likely be going up to Tallahoma. So, I mean, just another drive to a game. Boys basketball's Rocco Carwile joining us from inside the Wildcat Den on 101.9 AM 920 WLIV. Inside the Wildcat Den, we're here with cheerleader Autumn King. Uh, Autumn, uh, just kind of first and foremost, last night or the last two nights, really, 9 p.m., basketball tips uh, how crazy was that for for you guys as as cheerleaders to be showing up and feel like man I'm I'm all, I'm normally heading to bed right now and I'm in the middle of cheering a basketball game yeah it was pretty crazy especially thinking about getting up at 5 6 a.m coming to school and then having a game right the next day it's pretty tiring but it's it's a lot of fun in the moment did you make it to school on time on Tuesday or Wednesday? Tuesday, I did come to school on time, but this morning I did come in late. (laughs) Didn't get home till about 12 a.m., so I just needed that extra few hours of sleep. Yeah, no, got it. Absolutely. You have to get the extra hours, no doubt. How much fun for it for you guys is it when you get to cheer in an environment like Tech? I mean, it's one thing to go on the road into these other high schools, but uh, what's different for you guys and how much fun is it to be uh, in a college gym like that? I think the main difference is, is how big it is and how much like the energy is with everyone there because you have people from other schools or that go to school at Tech, they're watching you and people that are more above you and it's just and just the big lighting and everything. It's It's a difference, but it feels good. People can't see it, but you're wearing your UCA All-American hoodie for 2023. Uh, obviously you guys do a whole lot more than just cheer on the basketball team. Uh, How much fun has it been away from basketball for you guys this year? It has been pretty fun. We do a lot of fundraisers for around the community and for the little girls that want to eventually do cheer when they get older and also go into camps like UCA and having our own retreats to learn material. What's your favorite part of those retreats away from the cheerleading? Like, what's the non-cheer thing you love the most about those retreats with everybody? I love the team bonding and the activities we do together to really form a team and a family, and it just really brings us all together. What did it mean to you to be an All-American? To be an All-American means to really represent cheerleader and how to like show representation for your school and really supporting your team out there because as a cheerleader you're the sixth man on that basketball court and it's really important to show that and show your spirit and your support for the teams. 
You talked about the little girls who obviously may want to go into cheerleading and you guys getting to have those interactions. What would you say to somebody who's thinking about joining cheer, whether it's at a very young age or maybe they're a little late to the game? Why should why should someone want to join cheer? What makes it special? I think the most special thing about cheerleading is the energy it brings and the positivity and you get to form bonds with so many other people and you get to do so much more and it's just a really happy environment and I think that anyone who sets their heart to it can really do it. Well final question here Autumn you've been such an incredible guest but what makes Livingston Academy special? What makes LA such a special place not just to be a cheerleader but just to be a student and a member of the community? I think the history behind it, like with Hog Eye, because not a lot of people know about that. I think Livingston Academy has a lot of history, and I think the teams and the students have set a really good representation of the school. Wildcat cheerleader Autumn King joining us inside the Wildcat Den on 101.9 AM 920 WLIV. Closing it out inside the Wildcat Den on 101.9 AM 920 WLIV presented by One Pank. Thank you to each and every one of our guests tonight. Thank you to head coach Cody Newman for his comments on wrestling. Thank you to wrestler uh, Landon Shaw for joining us, as well as the Carwiles, Rocco and Mally on the program tonight talking a little basketball. And, of course, head coaches Leslie Riddle and Jimmy Miller as well. Thank you to Livingston Academy for having me every week. And, and certainly thank you to each and every one of you, as I always say, for listening. You're the reason I get to do this, the reason that I love what I do, and I could not be more thankful and appreciative. One more time, want to remind everyone, remember, Friday night, tip-off at 7. Coverage will begin at 6.40. Saturday, tip-off at 7. And coverage beginning at 6.40. That's the Lady Wildcats hosting Lawrence County Friday night. Boys hosting Tullahoma on Saturday night. All the action right here on 101.9 AM 920. This has been the Wildcat Den, presented by One Bank.